Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to Fright Talk. Today is November 27th, 2020, and I'm here with my great friend, Billy Jones. This is Nadine Tabs, and welcome to Fright Talk, guys. Hey, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. You've had an unforgettable 2020, and sending you virtual hugs, positive vibes, and good cheer. (laughs) Thank you, my friend. Uh, to all our listeners out there, if you'd like to call in at any time, you're more than welcome to within the show. Uh, the number is 347-539-5372. Again, the number is 347-539-5372. And if you're a little shy and would like to email your questions or your stories, you're more than welcome to do that at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, the website or the email address is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com, or you could always reach us directly on Instagram at Fright Talk Guys or at my handle at ntabs. So Billy, it is great to see you again, my friend. How are you and how was your Thanksgiving? It was wonderful and it wasn't horrific. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. And, and you know, I have to share it. I will tell you our theme today is very, you know, it, it's wonderful because even though we had, I, you and I could probably say we had really positive quiet evenings, it still mm-hmm. felt weird, and that made it horrifying, because it wasn't the typical yeah. as the other previous years. How was your holiday? It was good. For the first time in a long time, I didn't uh, travel to multiple places. You know, right. I, I stayed in. Um, I always watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade, which was a little eerie this year, because the streets were empty, even though mm-hmm. the floats mm-hmm. were still going by, and the balloons were mm-hmm. still going by. And then, of course, I watched the dog show and, and cook. So it, it was very, very pleasant. So I will tell you, Billy, we've received a lot of stories of people that have not had very pleasant experiences either this year or the past few years. And they took it to a whole other level. We want to thank you all. In fact, we got a couple of questions coming, uh, comments actually coming in right now of stories. And, and then we'll share what our theme today, our topic is today. We'll read from our description on our blog for the post for this show. Thanksgiving is a wonderful time of year for many. However, what happens when the holiday takes a turn for the worse? Hmm. This live segment today, folks, we're going to be doing a reading of live stories from folks of actual Thanksgiving horror stories or situations gone wrong. And if you'd like to share those stories, share them with us. We have one caveat, please. Please make sure they're 50 words or fewer. (laughs) So that way we can squeeze in as many as we can for this show. And and I have to ask you, Nadine, you know, and I shared this before when we were in the planning of this topic. I said, you know, I, it, it's, it was hard because I've had really good Thanksgivings, right? Really good right. holidays. But as I, we start doing our research on this, you know, some folks had some really um, horrifying situations going on, some things that were not so cool, and some very real. So 
they were yeah. graphic in the fact that they were scary and atypical of the holiday. Could you share? Do you have any stories of your own, perhaps, of yeah, the holiday? I do. I mean, Thanksgiving is an I, – I enjoy Thanksgiving very much. I enjoy uh-huh. the holiday. I think it's uh, – it can be an odd time for people because yeah. a lot of people argue – you know, whether it's friends or family and Thanksgiving, when you put so many people with so many different personalities in the same room, I mean, it doesn't always go pleasant. But um, I remember many years ago, I went over to a friend's house for Thanksgiving, and um, they didn't have turkey. They said they were going to have a chicken, dark meat chicken, you know, and they mm-hmm. had this, according to them, they had it catered. This is quite a bit of people. And you know, I said, well, you know, it's kind of weird not having turkey on Thanksgiving, but it's no big deal. You know, I'm a carnivore. I'll eat. And, you know, I started eating, and the chicken looked a little funny. I mean, it, it was supposed to be a chicken thigh. It didn't really look like a chicken thigh. It didn't exactly taste like chicken either. Um, it's similar, but not exactly 100% the same. And so, of course, uh-huh. I didn't want to be rude. I'm a guest, right? So I don't want to tell somebody, hey, your, your chicken tastes funky. Right, there's something wrong with it. So I ate a few bites of one of one piece, mm-hmm. and then I, I saw the tray, and people were just gobbling this thing up, and I was like, hmm. Well, then I I tell the friend who invited me, I said, you know, um, the food was delicious, thank you. They said, oh, you liked it, uh, because we usually tell people it's chicken, but we tried something different. We usually change it up. I said, oh, so it wasn't chicken. They're like, no, we um we actually were were very big into eating frogs. So this was just a uh, frog leg and frog meat uh, that we kind of put together in a tray oh. and they were serving frogs to people um, and I ate some of it. All right. So I did eat it. And when people say, so does it taste like chicken? All I said was it tasted swampy. <laughs> and that, that may not be such a horror story for a lot of people, but it was a horror story for me, because I had frog on Thanksgiving one year. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, that was horrifying, because the one thing you don't mess with is our food, okay? And that's if you right. slide something in that's atypical to the palate of what someone is usually used to having, especially during Thanksgiving, which is, you know, it's, it's giving, you know, Thanksgiving, you're gathering and feasting and, 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 and breaking bread with folks, you don't want to mess that up. And so to do anything right. atypical... Especially meaning atypical, meaning serving someone different or even going to a new house or a new circumstance with people, that in itself can also welcome. It automatically invites the possibility that things may go wrong, right? Right. And so, and we recognize that there are so many people out here in the world. You know, we lost a lot of incredible people this year. So, in no way are we poking fun at people's circumstances here. So, let's do that disclaimer right now, folks. Right. For, for right. Talk, November 27th. We want to have a little fun with you. And Nadine, there are some questions that are coming in and some stories that are coming in. Um, I actually, we want to spin a, sh- a special shout out. Our very favorite, um, Nadine, uh, Mariaka has sent in a few Mariaka, questions as well. Hey, the Mariaka family, we love them. And so she has a question that came in and asked, and it, here, let's, let's start these. Favorite Thanksgiving tradition, Nadine? Um, I, <laughs> I like watching the dog show. More than I like watching the parade, the national dog show. <laughs> I really do. Why am I not that's, surprised? That's, yeah, that's my favorite tradition. It really is. Um, that's you know, I'm I'm actually okay not watching the parade as long as I see the dog show. So for me, right. that's kind of my favorite tradition. What about you, Billy? <sighs> you know the the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Although I'll be honest, I purposely missed it yesterday. 
I did. did I woke up at 10 a.m. I went to bed late the night before just relaxing and and spent time with family. And then I said, you know what, if I wake up at nine, I'll watch it because I usually watch it as I'm cooking. But this year, since I was, you know, I took, you know, I was off an extra day earlier, I got everything done two days earlier. So I really was able to relax a bit while spending time and, you know, going, dropping by the family's house yesterday due to drive-bys the day before at least Thanksgiving. So what happened was um, I didn't, I didn't watch it. So my, my tradition was broken. I didn't watch it because I knew it was going to be different. And I said, well, since 2020, I'm just, I just dismissed it. I didn't want to even watch it. And then now with your feedback and others, of course, they tell me it was a very different occasion. Hats off to Macy's for his attempt. There's another question coming in. Favorite Thanksgiving food, Nadine? Okay, so it has to be pumpkin pie. has to be pumpkin pie Mm. for me. Um, I will say, though, that I make a a pretty mean stuffing. It was my mother's recipe, and I've been making it for years, and it's pretty similar to my mother's, so the stuffing is out of hand. But I have to say pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. Or sweet potato mm-hmm. pie, mainly pumpkin pie. I'm a sucker for pumpkin pie. What about you? Because you got all these delicious foods that we talk about, and yeah. all these all these things to choose from on Thanksgiving. It's kind of hard to pick a favorite, Billy. What do you think? I agree. I have to agree with you with the pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie, and for Thanksgiving, I love sweet potato pie too. But pumpkin pie must be my preferred dessert. It is my preferred dessert on Thanksgiving. I love it, and put a little, just a little bit of whipped cream on the top. It's just yeah. so great. Here, now, here's another question coming to Dave. What part of Thanksgiving sounds scary? This is our third body aqua question. What part of Thanksgiving sounds scary? Hmm. The honest answer? Um, <laughs> for me, um, depends on who you have to deal with. You may deal with some lovely people on Thanksgiving. You may not. And, uh, you know, this year we, we're getting food and every, we, you know, we order and get the food delivered, but Listen, I've been to the supermarkets a couple of days before Thanksgiving, and people get vicious for their turkeys and whatever else. But yeah, I, I would say the scary part about Thanksgiving is, Billy, have you ever been in a situation in Thanksgiving, family mm. or friends, you know that there's topics that you're like, ah, I want to avoid this. Mm. But the topic is going to come up, so that tension is just kind of there. Mm. You know, <laughs> you kind of look and you're like, man, the turkey's better off than I am. You know, because you feel that that tension in the room. I mean, nothing ever related to me, but just being in that circumstance, kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, I think that historically, Thanksgiving could be scary. You know, we we celebrate uh, Thanksgiving because of uh, settlers who had come over uh, from Europe, but we kind of, the picture painted through history is a very, celebratory one and that's not necessarily the case the pilgrims which they didn't call themselves pilgrims so i'm going to call them the settlers they weren't great people um they came here and the first thing they did when they got to the shores when they stumbled upon a gravesite was dig up bodies from uh native americans that were um ancestors family members that were buried they were grave robbers so historically um there are a lot of characteristics that the settlers mm-hmm. had that mm-hmm. are very unsavory. So the, the depiction that they were happy-go-lucky people, they were kind of um, vicious in what they wanted. Mm. I mean, That's is a there anything point. That, that scares you or, or is there anything in particular about Thanksgiving that you, let's say, are a little bit more hesitant about as it approaches? You know, I, you know I'll share from a, a, a contemporary lens is, you know, no family is perfect. 
So Jones is fired. Got to do it. You know, but, you know, coming up when I was much younger and not, you know, years, years upon years ago, it always bothered me sometimes that when you got a community of people together, especially folks who you share your DNA with, most times the situation goes well, but sometimes when people get lifted by the spirits <laughs> of the yeah. things they put in their body, they can become a little bit belligerent. And so right. if there was anything right. that was scary was the idea that, hey, here's one day that we can finally get together and it could be ultimately ruined by someone's ignorance. And that yeah. bothered me. And that was scary in itself, which leads us to our last yeah. question, Nadine. And this is the last one. Thank you, Mariaka, for this wonderful question. And it's Thank actually so a great segue you. into the stories we have. And it is favorite Thanksgiving story, scary or not. Let's take those scary ones, Nadine. We, we got a few. There are a couple coming yeah. in right now, Nadine, that are coming in. And um, I'll, I'll okay. read one if you don't mind. Um, a sure. couple, by the way, hats off to BuzzFeed. Back in 2019, we didn't take these stories from BuzzFeed. The ones we're going to be sharing are the ones that are coming in from our viewers, our listeners, rather. But BuzzFeed actually said some interesting, funny things that it captured some stories from back in 2018, November 20th, 2018. And the article is titled, 19 Thanksgiving Horror Stories That Will Make You Want a Glass of Wine. (laughs) And so here's one really fast. My grandmother accidentally poured dish soap on the turkey instead of oil. Might have oh. been one of the funniest but most upsetting things I have ever seen. <laughs> How do we know she didn't do that on purpose? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Here's one more. Aunt opened the pressure cooker without releasing the pressure first. Went about as oh. well as you can imagine. Hmm. Wow. That's very interesting. And, folks, we'd love to hear your stories. There are a couple that are coming in as well. Let, let, check this out, Nadine. Listen to this. Denver, Denver writes, in 2008, spent Thanksgiving at my grandparents' farm um, with, with them and a few cousins. One night, my two cousins and I were talking about the farm in the dark. We saw it. Wait, wait, wait hold on. We're talking around the farm and walking around the farm in the dark. We saw this strange looking figure standing near the barn. It wasn't an animal. All of them were secured elsewhere. All the animals, that is. It just stood there and then appeared to walk off in the distance. We all screamed and walked back to the house to tell everyone. Grandpa claimed it was the demon spirit that haunted the land. We were newcomers and it wanted to say hello. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, listen, there's plenty of stories of uh, apparitions (laughs) or things that people see, especially in farmland or especially in open spaces, open areas. Now, you know, Billy, we've talked plenty in this show, plenty about the woods and i have a story here from woody that says huh the story in the woods from woody okay (laughs) once i rented a cabin in tennessee with my three friends for the thanksgiving weekend we were super excited the night of thanksgiving dinner strange things started happening in the woods around the property a few times we heard someone scream in the distance the next cabin was a mile away none (laughs) of us had a weapon at one point we just sat in silence for a few minutes and looked at each other that weirdness mm-hmm. broke the holiday mood for sure. Mm. Now, I have to share. My cousin right now, I don't know where she's at, but she's staying at a cabin. And I need to check in with her because cabin you know, trips are so super fun. But as you all may have heard from our previous episodes a few months ago when we were talking about the woods, one of our opening episodes, you know, I'm not too much of a fan of nature in that regard. And so, but I'm okay with a cabin as long as I know there's like seven or eight or nine other people and other right. um, support systems or resources available. 
to help ensure our safety. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I have to say, though, it's scary when you go on a trip like that because one could think nothing could possibly happen during Thanksgiving right. because it's a happy time. But, oh, that is a perfect time for the right situation to occur. Because, I mean, just like Halloween, you know, if, if, we, if you look at it from a spiritual aspect of being, perhaps some people and some spirits, if you believe in this stuff, some spirits may convene because people are together and love. And what do we do during holiday? We honor yeah. the memory of folks who are no longer with us as well. So who knows right. how much of that good energy also attracts such circumstances? Just a thought. Yeah. And, and I mean, I do enjoy it for many years. Um, I would go uh, to Georgia and I would stay in a cabin. Right. In, in the woods. And uh-huh. I would do that for, I've, God, I must have done that for eight or nine years. And I enjoyed it so much. I will say that as much as I enjoy nature and a cabin in the woods and the darkness, and I even spent a, a Thanksgiving in a cabin in the woods, I will say that everything is beautiful until it's night. And yeah. when you can't see past a certain point and you can't distinguish certain sounds, it's not as celebratory as one would think, especially not for a, Thanksgiving, you know, you get full, you're kind of lethargic, you know, so I, I don't know if it's a, a good recipe um, to to be in the woods at night, especially if it's only three friends. I would I would assume to, like you're saying, Billy, to your point, to be with a larger group of people. Yeah, hmm. that's a very interesting point. Here's one coming in. And by the way, folks, um, if you ha- if you still like to share some stories, you can call in live. We'd love to hear your voice versus just your emails at 347-539-5372. Again, the call in is 347-539-5372. But we recognize that you're far from shy in our inbox, and the stories are coming in, Nadine. <laughs> um, and, and please email us nonetheless at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com or go on to our on the Dean's instant messenger on, on, on Instagram at ntabsh, N-T-A-B-S-C-H. Check this out, Dean. This was interesting. Carlos just sent this one in. So this is a fresh off the, e- the e-press. <laughs> While vacationing in Orlando, Florida, one Thanksgiving, can't recall the year, I stayed at a hotel in Kissimmee. One night while walking to my car in the parking lot, I heard this weird hissing sound coming from the trash bin area. I got out of there. Don't know what it was, but I didn't park my car back there near that spot again during my stay. I, I mean, it, uh, it, it's definitely creepy, and I can see how it would catch somebody off guard. But understand, folks, that in Florida, um, we have critters everywhere. So yep. it could have been, uh, been somebody rifling through the trash, marking their territory, or it could have been a raccoon. <laughs> It could have been either one of those things. Yeah. Because uh, yes, because we we're so uh, you know here we're kind of immune to it, but we have you know there's possums, there's raccoons, there's iguanas all over the place. So there's yep. critters all around, and that extends to Orlando as well. Yes, it does. And people forget that uh, you know Orlando itself was a swamp area. They cleared out lots of alligators and vegetation there, and ordered Disney uh, you know bought out a lot of the space and cleared the land for the sake of what we now enjoy as the happiest place on earth, right? But you know, I will say this: this story actually reminds me of something that happened in Georgia when I was maybe twelve. When the family went to Georgia to for a family reunion, and I remember I was asked, my grandparents asked me, "Hey, take this trash and walk it down." We stayed at a motel. So the motels, as you can imagine, your car's right outside and everything's outside, right? 
So I walked out, and all the family, we've had like seven or eight rooms of family, Joneses in one, like door to door to door, right next to each other. So I walked out, and I walked to the far end of our row, and then there's this gap, this wide open gap in between the buildings, where, and then a next like set of motels began. In between that gap was a trash bin. And when I went over there, it was something, a big, I, I, it looked like a cat. It was a panther or a cat or something. It was not a small cat. It was something the size of like a good size of at least a big dog, right? Oh, wow. You know, and I'm talking like, you know, like Marmaduke size. And it was sitting on top of the bin. I threw that trash bag and I took off. <laughs> I threw that trash bag and took off. It didn't take off after me, but it could have attacked me. I was 12 and much smaller than I am now. But I remember that very distinctly. I saw what I saw. So it wasn't anything ghostly or anything, but it could have still hurt me. It scared the crap out of me. I threw that bag. I don't know where it landed. But the next day, obviously, when we're outside and when we're leaving, you have to drive that way to look. So I was looking out the car, peering out the window to see if I could see anything. But, you know, apparently the bag was sitting on the top. And there was nothing else there, but I know I saw what I saw. Yeah, it was super creepy. Very creepy. Now, Lily, you know, I'm going to ask you this because there's a story here. We've got a few stories, and there's a story here that was sent in. You know when you meet somebody Mm -hmm. and you don't get a good vibe? I think it's happened to all of us. You meet somebody and there's something off. Mm -hmm. You may not necessarily know what it is, but you get a weird feeling. That's something... Uh, very similar that happened to Leslie. And Leslie wrote us in, Hmm. she said, years ago I attended my then boyfriend's Thanksgiving gathering with his family. I tell you, I was creeped out. The father kept staring at me. The mother barely said two words to me. I was so afraid to even use the bathroom. After two weeks, my boyfriend and I broke up for other reasons, but I'll never forget how strange I felt, and especially in a time like Thanksgiving and meeting new people, um, mm. you pick up a if you pick up that vibe, that uncomfortable feeling, that creepy vibe. Because there's a specific, there's a an odd vibe, but then there's a creepy vibe. A creepy vibe is very specific, right? There's something that is you know internally is wrong. And so, what do you think of that story, Billy? I mean, how often has this happened Ooh. to you? When you've met somebody and you feel. Um, thoroughly creeped out by whether the way they look or, or, or speak to you or, or something like that. That's a very good, that, first of all, that was a great story, Leslie, that to the point where it really was creepy. It's interesting because if you're with your, I, to answer your question, Nadine, yes, I've had that situation and I've seen it more in my career than in my personal life where I've met some interesting individuals who, when I was an administrator, I would meet some circumstances or students, students, man, always students. There's always one occasion or case where there was something that just spoke to me that didn't just sit well with me. And, uh, and, and, and one particular story is where I remember a young man had come into my office and he wanted some help, like registering, not registering, but learning more about his major, which he was interested in psychology. But as I sat there and as I watched him, I noticed, A, he looked like an average college student, maybe in his mid-20s at that point. He had a drawstring bag on his back, handsome young man. And I remember all of a sudden he um, he sat down. I told him to take a seat. I offered him to sit. He was very polite. But as I was sitting there, and I was really on my way to leave that day, and normally a student doesn't come to the dean's office asking for that support. I could have easily farmed him over to someone else, like right. to the next building to someone else. But hey, I like to see a student. I want to help a student. This is what I, you know, what we're here for. And it reminded me of what life used to be like before that role, right? 
So when I took on, when I sat there, all of a sudden he started looking at my bookshelf sitting next to him. And then he goes, and he sees a little angel because I had a lot of Afrocentric art on the, on the, on the shelf. Right. And he sees right. like a black angel there, like a male angel holding a little boy. And he says, Ooh, our dark angel just passed by me right now. So I'm like, Oh crap. What the <laughs> hell? And so, and there's only one way out my office, two out, two ways, actually out the door. And once he had come or over the third floor balcony. Okay. So what's right. the bummer to do here? So at that point, then he start. then I started a certain odor began to permeate the air. And, you know, I worked in downtown um, at Miami Dade College. And, and I remember, you know, we had a, a small population of homeless. This homelessness was very, you know, it, you know, it's evident in most downtowns, especially in progressive yeah. cities like ours. And so at that point, I'm like, listen, what do I do? So I call security. I don't remember the past, the, the, the safe word. Didn't remember the freaking word. So I called them and they figured out quickly something was wrong. But they said, you know, they said, someone there with you now? I said, yes, there is. He said, I will come with you right now. You wait there, doctor. We'll be there. I wasn't waiting for him. I got my keys. I got my bag. And I told the kid, listen, I have to go. I have another event right now. So you need to walk with me. So he started walking with me. As soon as I stepped out of my suite into the lobby, four security guards were right there to get him. I just kept walking. I just kept walking. Something was going on with him that I didn't sense the fact that he was, you know, his circumstance, that moment where I got eerie. He was so pleasant asking about the major psychology. And then all of a sudden it switched when he said he felt a dark angel walk by him. And the only two people in the room were him and me. And so he and I. So it was a story I'll never forget. (laughs) Yeah, very creepy, too. So definitely there's vibes. And, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think at some point we've all been in circumstances where we're like, there's something off about this person. And if you've never been in that circumstance, you might be that person. But, Nadine, have you ever had a holiday that felt that way? You ever had a holiday like Thanksgiving, for instance, or Christmas or any other holiday where you felt, I'm looking forward to this holiday, I'm ready for it, and then all of a sudden things just feel funky at the end once the day arrives? Not with a specific uh, meeting somebody Mm -hmm. for the first time that I get an odd vibe. Mm -hmm. I mean, definitely I've been to larger gatherings for the 24th, Christmas Eve, right. and larger ga- gatherings for Thanksgiving. And I may meet somebody and I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't like this person. I don't like their vibe right. Right. at all. But that's that's me not particularly liking that person or, right. or the way they're coming off, not necessarily being creeped out, which is a different feeling. Hmm. Good point. I agree. Yeah. You know, most times yeah. the holidays go as we plan, right? And we've been together for several of those holidays. Yeah. And they've yeah. always gone well. Great memories indeed. But check this out, Nadine. Max has a story for us. He says, in Missouri, I was visiting with my in-laws for Thanksgiving. While driving down a dark road, no streetlights, we saw something dart across the street in the distance. My wife and her brother, who was in the backseat, claimed it was a deer. But as we got to the spot where the thing had crossed to, we saw something else. It was a tall man dressed in a clown suit. It was weird. I slowed down the car just enough so we could get a look. Then I gassed out of there. Weird. So a couple of years ago, and first of all, that is a weird story. I will remind you that if you're somewhere in the middle of the night and there's somebody dressed as a clown and you're in a car, um, you know, use your foot to hit the gas. But um, so a couple of years ago, Rob Zombie had come out with a movie. I believe mm-hmm. it was called Twenty One or 
was it, it was a number. It was either 21 or 13, something to that effect. And it had to do something with clowns, I believe. They were somewhere in the movie. And so people thought it was cute to, especially out in the sticks, mm-hmm. dress as clowns and just randomly stare in a field into people's houses and things like that or be on the side of the road. And it, as a matter of fact, if you were to go to YouTube and you put clown spotting, you're going to see videos that people have recorded driving down dark roads and all of a sudden there's a clown there or somebody well dressed as a clown, which if you are somewhere in the middle of nowhere and you're dressed as a clown and it is dark and you're looking for attention, you might get the attention you're looking for in a very bad way. So I'm going to tell you right now, anybody shows up to my house at night dressed as a clown and it's not my birthday or Halloween, there's going to be a problem. <laughs> all right? So... Um, uh, I mean, so yes, that was actually something quite common. I don't think it occurs as much anymore, but then there was a lot of people who would post on YouTube, their ring cameras would capture people yeah. uh, dressed as clowns going up to their porch and doing some sort of mischievous things on the porch and stuff like that. So very, but it's still an eerie feeling. And I, I completely agree with that, that story from Missouri. I could see why he would be creeped out. Cause that's pretty eerie. Another, and also why the hell yeah. would you do that? You know, what? at FIU here in Miami a few years ago, Florida International University is a state university here in Miami, Florida, and for those who are listening and elsewhere. And one of the, 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 on Halloween that year, there was a clown, a guy went on campus, posted up by a tree at the University Park campus, and just stood there with a balloon. He stood motionless, dressed as a clown. And students were coming up, and, you know, police, because this university has a police precinct on campus. So the police were called out, but he wasn't disturbing the peace. So he couldn't be arrested, but yet he was, people would walk by. They thought it was super cool because it was Halloween. He stood there for four hours in the hot October Miami weather, wearing a clown and holding the balloon. We made it all the way to the Herald, actually. And then after, you know, being there for a while, he just left. Hmm. And no one knows who he was. And so it's a really strange situation because, like you said, you know, it sounds super cool until you become the protagonist in that movie or that moment. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, folks, I'm going to go ahead and remind you that we are halfway through our show. And if you'd like to wow. call in, 347-539-5372. Again, the number is 347-539-5372. And we know by now that you guys are not uh, shy about emailing your questions or your stories. Uh, you could always do that at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, it's everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. And you could always message us on Instagram at Fright Talk Guys or at NTAPS. So, Billy, we have another story here. And this one is from uh, Gladys. And Gladys mm-hmm. says, you can tell a lot about a person by the people they hang out, hang around. I had Thanksgiving dinner at my cousin's house a few years back. Her friends were just weird. One of them, a male, kept trying to ask me out. By the end of the night, several of them were drunk. It wasn't my usual scene. I haven't gone back to my cousins for dinner since. Now, the only thing about this story is that everybody has a different definition of weird. Yeah, I hear that word come up. It's come up a couple of times in these stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and the funny thing about that story is it's horrifying in the sense that it creeped out the individual who was going through it. But then... It made me, it transported me back a bit because I'm sure, Nadine, you've been in a situation 
when you may have been among a, a community of individuals, you know, personally and or professionally, and you just felt mm-hmm. like this is off, something's not right. This combination, yeah. this chemistry is not working. And yeah. again, it's atypical for this um, for this individual to have spent the holiday the way she did. But since she was in the circumstance, she did it. But it stayed with her. That was very dark. <laughs> That's very <laughs> dark. Well, and nothing worse. Yeah. Feel like an outsider instantly. Yeah. I mean, you don't know the people. I, I I get that, but you know, if you're at your cousin's house, that you clearly they invited you over, and you still right. feel like an outsider. I mean, that's definitely something off. And no, of course, it sounds like the person didn't feel comfortable because people around them were drinking heavily or whatever the case is. You know what? I'll share. I think the holidays, it's a great time. You know, you get your coquito, you get your all kind of little drinks. There's all kind of fun things that people get to enjoy. But I think also, too, when, you know, this is to our our, our listener, you know, if that in that particular story, we hope I, I think you had full function listener of all the faculties of your mind. So you saw what you saw and felt what you felt. We're not dis- dismissing that. But my point here is that sometimes people do, you know, think they see what they see or feel what they feel whenever they have the influences of other things that are you know going on at the moment. And so we'd right. love to learn a little more about that. And, and, and also, too, about the idea of concept, the word weird. We hear that a lot. When we say, like, for instance, there's weird fiction, Nadim, and I was just teaching this to my creative writing students, and I share with them what weird fiction is anything that's out of the ordinary. It's strange, unusual from the subjective point of view of the person who deems it as such, because what may be weird to me may be different for you, right? And so at the end, though, when we look at these stories, people think anything that doesn't show happy and greatness and fun and good memory building during a holiday is automatically deemed weird or strange. Yeah. And then also people do fall into, listen, people fall into there. You know, very well, we know people like this that fall into a comfort zone. Yeah. And then anything they experience outside of that comfort zone, they deem it as weird or they're quick to say, well, that's weird. Well, Maybe it's not. Maybe you're just not accustomed to it. Mm, so that's a very good point. That weird vibe. Yeah. yeah. And we appreciate the story, though, by, by, by the way, dear, dear listener. Who was it, Nadim? Who was the person who that shared that story? That was Gladys. Gladys, thank you. We thank you so much for sharing that because you got us thinking on a whole other level here. <laughs> thank uh, you so much. <laughs> oh, gosh. Listen, Nadim, I got one that just came in right now. Listen to this. Marcos. Now, this is creepy, okay? My mother claims my grandmother, which is her mom, visits her East Thanksgiving Eve. One night while I was in my bedroom, I heard my mother talking on the phone. Her room is located just a few feet from mine. But when I asked her about it the next day, she claimed it was my grandma. My mom looked dead serious. I was freaked out. Wow. And, wow. So, uh, again, I know you have mentioned a few times not to discredit anybody's uh, story or anything like that. Um, I I think that people have their own experiences, whether it's with the beyond, the unexplained, whatever the case is. And everybody's experiences are individual to them. Maybe they something they experience every year and they're, you know, they're like, well, this is what I experienced. This is what it's been. Um, I think that also when people go through something traumatic or when they lose somebody, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that can affect them for a very long time. And we all have different ways of coping with loss. And so sometimes we see things and and we hear things and it could very well be happening. And maybe 
parts of it cannot be happening. Another part of it is something that we have dreamt or had a deja vu experience about. So definitely, I, I, I think that it's definitely possible that, that somebody every year on a certain day um, has an experience with somebody who has passed on. But there's also other things to take into consideration with that. You got me thinking, Adeem. Remember I told you this story of my friend, and I'm not going to say her name because, hey, maybe you could come on the show if you're listening and share <laughs> what happened. Her mother's nurse died in her house. Can I tell you this story? Her mother's mm-hmm. nurse, who she was carrying, the, the lady who, was, who came and visited and stayed a few nights, she was a nurse, she died in the house while on duty, you know, stay, you know and, and her husband, my friend's husband, went to wake the lady. And the lady was gone. And what he said he had seen, I won't be bra- too graphic here, but he said, you know, I always say death is messy. And what he had discovered, he said there was a lot that they had to deal with at that point. The the coroner was called out because they didn't know she was murdered. You know, they had to do the cause of death. While well, at the same time, the mother who's still alive and well in the other bedroom, um, the, my friend and the neighbor had, neighbors had come over to help. And they were keeping, <laughs> keeping the mother um, in the bedroom, in the bathroom. And they could say, oh, well, the, um, the, the, the nurse, uh, we'll say her name is Jane. Jane, oh, no, she, we had to call 911. She's sick. They're going to take her away. To, until the mother's death the following year, she never knew the lady had died. Feet wow. away from her. Yeah. And it's so funny because now my friend, she lives in the house. And she was pregnant at the time with her twins. Now they're like almost five years old. And one of the twins' bedroom is that room because they got rid of everything. You know, they, they still stay in the same house. They built this house from ground up themselves. They had it built, new construction. They bought the house and built it from foundation up. And and so I always ask her, I said, do you hear things going on in the house? And she says, well, when the kids were like, you know, one and two, they're toys. Sometimes there's this little toy that that um, that you rock. It'll start singing yeah. in the middle of the night. But I said, but maybe it's because of the air vent. But she says, but Billy, the air vent's over there. And she pointed when I was at, at her house, the air vent's maybe a good 30 or 40. But I said, listen. I'm quick to try to find science to dismiss things as much as I can because I don't want right. to believe, but then I want to believe because I do believe there are things that are, that are beyond our, our understanding. At the end of the day, people don't let go. There are memories. There are things that keep people, especially when there's a moment of tragedy or loss in a space, who knows what may manifest there and what may continue. So, you know, that will creep me out if my mom started doing something like that. Then I, you know, it will creep me out because if, if it's atypical of her talking in this way and she was dead serious, Marco's definitely something to check out and get some additional feedback. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> check this one out. Billy. This is from Janice. Janice says, one year while alone for Thanksgiving, I decided to crack open a window to let the fresh, cool November air in my house. I live in Georgia. I was going to say cool November air. That ain't Florida. All right, so she lives in Georgia. (laughs) When I did, a bird just crashed into the window and fell to its death. Then, a few minutes later, another bird. I think it was the omen or something. That's creepy. That is freaking creepy. That's even creepier if you are alone, right? So if you have something that happens, you know, in succession like that, one bird, then another – um, that that is creepy. You know, a few years ago, I was here in my house, and I heard something slam against my back uh, sliding glass door window. I mean, hard. Uh-huh. I'm surprised it didn't crack. And when I went and I looked, it was 
a hawk that had carried off a smaller bird. And I guess had crashed it uh, and hit my sliding glass door and then was dazed because you could see the hawk and then just grabbed its the carcass or what it had and then flew off. But it was creepy. And this is during the day. So I could only imagine if at night the birds crashing. I mean, that is definitely creepy. It does sound like something out of a horror movie, actually. That is a very good story, Nadine. Both of those. That was really good. And Janice, that Janice, do you live in an apartment, a townhouse, or what? I would love to hear that feedback because even still, regardless, Nadine, you're you have a a, a, a ranch style, so you're on one floor and you heard what you right. heard and then saw what you saw. My goodness, that would be creepy as well. That's super right. creepy. And hawks are freaking creepy. Okay, have you seen them right yeah. now in Miami? How they're circulating. Yeah. These freaking black, or maybe I'm thinking of their buzzers, they're not hawks, those black buzzers, uh, right, yeah. and they're buzzers. circling around, and one landed, I was driving the car, you know, during my liquid lunch and trying to get a break from the computer Zoom life for work, I re- went out about, this is like a Monday, I went down the street, and there was a freaking, whatever that was, buzzer, sitting in the middle of the street, that thing is like the size of freaking Marmaduke, it was huge, <laughs> it was just standing there in the street looking for something, and, it's, and it's so, and I get it, nature, we get it, things happen, and things are out there, but that's freaking cool. Check this out, Nadim. Here's a new one that just came in from Jonathan. Imagine a Thanksgiving in, in Europe locked in a prison cell. I was placed in handcuffs due to mistaken identity. For, for three days, I was scared, confused, and frustrated. Later, the government released me and apologized. What a way to spend the holiday. Wow. Wow. And he didn't specify Billy where in Europe, right? No, he did not. Okay. Jonathan, wow. is that true? <laughs> <laughs> or we have I, listeners who are very inventive, Nadine. You know yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, you have to think that somebody is, uh, first of all, bold enough that you're you're going from one country to another, to, but um, has to be frightening to be in another country and and be arrested and thrown into to jail or into prison and have no idea even why and spending Thanksgiving that way. That'd be horrifying, except I will say that the following year for Thanksgiving, I'm sure he'd be very thankful that he wasn't there again. <laughs> Jonathan, thank you for the dark humor. That was pretty cool. <laughs> was All right, we have one here from Tim. Tim says, once there was this Thanksgiving when I was traveling on the road a lot, I had a dinner at Denny's in Atlanta, Georgia. While there, there were these strange vibes in the air. A lot of single people were dining along and looking sad. I felt good, but then I started feeling sad too for some reason. Then the waitress commented that the lead cook had died two days ago from natural causes. Strange. Hmm. I mean, I would find it strange that a waitress would even care to tell me that, especially if I'm just a passerby and I'm trying to eat my dinner or order something because I wouldn't want to. You know, it's it's almost like saying... Here's the bacon for breakfast. By the way, the pig's name was, you know, Oinky, and he had a good life until you came along. You know, it was just kind of weird. Like, why would you even mention that? Um, I mean, it's, it's obviously sad, but why would you even mention that? So, wouldn't that, like, freak you out? Uh, yeah. Um, first of all, you know, whenever you're traveling, like, I, like we said before, traveling is so much fun. But then when you start, even when I travel, no matter where I go, let's say it's like Marco, one of my favorite spots. Even still, there is this little anxiety I go because I'm not in a familiar space. So, right. and even for everyone there, you know, let's team up, let's meet together, let's eat together, let's leave together. Like there is this sense of 
of safety I need. But then when you're dining alone on a holiday and then to encounter that, that in itself would make a great movie or a Twilight Zone episode. That is a really good example. Uh, I have to say that's a really good example. And I also say, too, as well, you're right, Nadine, why would she even offer that? So, yeah. yeah. Why would she even offer that? It's something odd to mention. I just, I mean, I've been, and I've told you the stories in the past. I've been to different, let's call them diners throughout the, you know, the state, yeah. or throughout, you know, and there's times I f- have found myself by accident in little, you know, backwater towns, and it's not a very good vibe. But, you know, on Thanksgiving, you got people at it. This is a Denny's. And yeah. I don't know why somebody would just share that, especially if the person, you know, if you say, well, the person died earlier today, so the vibe. And the, but if you say, well, the person died two days earlier, I mean, that's just, I, I just don't even know why somebody would mention that. Yeah. I mean, or you, yeah, that's that's a good point. Or even, you know, listen or how you, even when you were making the conversation, you know how you make small talk with the waitress? I always try to make small talk because this person's controlling my food. Right. And I want to make right. sure that there is a sense of um, connection, identity for my own safety and own self mental assurance. So who knows what may have been offered in that conversation to invite it. Right. You know, Cause you know, I say, Hey, what's going on in here? Cause that will probably be something stupid. I do, you know, I'm sitting in a restaurant. I'm like, Hey, what's, <laughs> is everything good here? You know, are you good? Like <laughs> before I even put in this order, I can maybe need to leave for my life. <laughs> Right. Well, and also that, you know, he mentions in the story, Tim mentions in the story that there were a lot of single people there. And so he said that they look sad, but are they regulars? You know, I, I mean, I, I guess he wouldn't know that because he was just a passerby, but still a very odd thing. I mean, to yeah. me, the oddest thing here is the waitress sharing it. Mm, good point. And on Thanksgiving, of all things. Yeah. Check this out. This is from John. This is another creepy story. I've never liked Thanksgiving as a child. As I grew older, I became fonder of it. My girlfriend told me that she wanted to do something special for me for our first holiday together. So she made the plans and then kept me in suspense. Eventually the day came and then she prepared the feast for like eight people, including table setting. I asked her who was joining us. She said, oh, our loved ones we've lost over the years. Mm. The entire dinner, she was giddy and serving food to her and me only, but leaving the other plates empty. It freaked me out. Let's just say I don't date her anymore. There are a few, uh, there are a few weirder stories to share at another time. I mean, that's pretty weird in and of itself. I mean, if there's not a <laughs> – listen, if that's not a red flag for find someone else, I don't know what is. <laughs> if I went over to somebody's house – you know, dating somebody, you go over to their house and they're like, yeah, this is for people we've lost. Like, would that also be like, oh, okay, it's all those gifts on the tree are for people who passed away? Like, I don't know. That's, yeah, I mean, it's odd. It's odd. And all I could say is um, you did good moving on. That's all I could say. <laughs> Amen, brother. I would have asked for a to-go plane and I would have been out the door. <laughs> wow, that's different. That's definitely different. You know, it's interesting enough, though. In the in the you and I can say this because you know when we're with our significant others, we're when we have our moments in time together, they're always peaceful times. But could you recall outside of Thanksgiving, was there a moment that the night that you had planned on evening of remembrance that you wanted to create just went utterly wrong or strange, not because of you two, but because of a circumstance 
or a situation outside of you two that impacted the night? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, and I think that happens. You know, I, I think that that would happen. It, it's not uncommon to have your plans go awry right. from outside, whatever it is. I mean, it could be something, you know, you plan a special dinner, everything goes great. You get in the car, car doesn't start. You have to end up getting the car towed after an amazing night, you know? And that, I mean, I definitely have experienced that in the past as well. Um, as far as other people uh, ruining uh, plans, yes, that has definitely happened. And I, I hate to say it's not from friends. Hmm. It's, it's, it's more from um, other people, but not, uh, not from friends, just – uh, could be people I'm related to. Um, mm-hmm. Could be people that you know my significant others related to. That for whatever reason, different things have impacted. So mm-hmm. or changed whatever was planned. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's definitely and, and I think when something like that happens, I think that uh, unfortunately, I think we all know somebody in our lives, whether they're somebody close or somebody you know uh, not so close that they don't mind inconveniencing you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I know people like that. Well, yes, not friends, but I know I know people like that. Um, so I don't know. What about you, Billy? I mean, in your experience, I'm sure that you have, you know, more or less the same. There, you, you know, we know these people that don't mind asking you to put what you're doing on hold to cater to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mm-hmm. and I don't say that, so it's a different story, but they do try it right. with, you know, other people, and especially, you know, it could be, like you said, outside of Thanksgiving, but I don't know, what are your, what are your experiences with that? I have a share similar to yours. I, I, I can't recall a moment where the night was interrupted, only the circumstances. I'll use an example. This happened in January before COVID. In the family, we were celebrating my grandfather's uh, um, birthday because he would have turned 81 this January. And the day that we were at the funeral, we, you know, I mean, not the funeral, we were at the cemetery, then we went to the house to eat together. We had done like a, you know, birthday right. party for him. And right, right. we, while eating and enjoying, feasting together, all the family, all of a sudden, Kobe Bryant died. Right. And the entire vibe was killed that point forward. Because it was like, no way, that, that could not have happened. And yeah. it's like, just like a 9-11 or any other circumstance, you know, when you hear, or when Michael Jackson passed, I'm using these examples, extreme examples, because people can remember where they were in the moment they heard the news, right? And how they received the news, what they were doing when they received the news. It's just, it's just horrifying. You know, the Dean Gary sends in a comment that actually echoes something you said earlier. He says, here's a story. When, when was the last time you had the worst meal of your life? (laughs) I ate at my in-laws for Thanksgiving one year. And let me tell you, the food was just horrifying. And everyone kept complimenting the cook, my mother-in-law, for her skills. I was like, WTF? Later that night, on our way back to the hotel, I went through a McDonald's drive-thru. Yuck. I was hearing so many good things about the food to only be disappointed in the end. That's horrifying. That You know what? <laughs> you know what? That's a great story, Gary. And, and I assume that people were saying that the food was good either because they were used to her food or because they were just trying to be kind. Um, but because why else would you say it's great when it's not? Yeah, you know, so a few years ago, not long ago, a few years uh-huh. ago, three or four years ago, I went to, uh, 
a party. I'm not gonna say the specific date because people will be mm-hmm. very quick mm-hmm. to figure out what it was or who I'm talking about. So I went to a party and it was a rather large get together. Mm-hmm. Um and the food was catered. And it was, you know, um Hispanic type food, which is, mm-hmm. you know, uh moros, which is white rice and, and beans essentially mm-hmm. mixed together. It was chicken, it was you know, and the food was absolutely terrible. And you know when you're having a terrible meal where you take the first bite and you look up across the table to see if anybody else who's having the first bite is going to have the exact same reaction you had? And I looked up and I saw uh, a couple of people that I was with, they gave me a look like, oh boy, we're going to have to eat this. And so what I did was, um, you know, I'm not one, I don't like wasting food. So, and of course you can't pour it back into the tray. So I'm there eating it. I'm just kind of hoping that people just finish their meals and kind of walk off so that I can not finish my meal. <laughs> it was not good. I also left there contemplating fast food, but it was just, it, I don't know. The, the chicken tasted like the sole of a shoe. The rice <laughs> was harder than pebbles. It was just so not good. I was so, I was so disappointed by it that I was, that the next year I had to say something to the host. And I said, hey, listen, if you don't mind, I'm going to eat before. Because I, I, did, I wasn't crazy about the place you got it catered from. Oh, okay, well, you know, the person took it in stride. They were like, oh, okay, I wish you would have told me this and that. I'll, I'll order from a different place. So it was there. But let me tell you, it was um, – and people were eating it up. And I was looking around like, oh, okay, maybe you just don't know any better. But, uh, yeah, so that, that was <laughs> the last really bad meal that I remember. Oh, that reminds me of my grandmother's, my grandmother's an excellent cook, but one year she made this, that green bean casserole. It oh, was yeah. horrifying. And everyone was saying, everyone was talking about it and they were saying how bad it was, but nobody was telling her. She was going around asking. So she gets to me, her eldest grandchild. How do you like it? I said, I don't like it. I was very honest. I said, it didn't taste good. And then all of a sudden, as soon as I did it, then it ushered in the other volume of things. Oh, no, it, didn't, it wasn't my favorite. It was people. Oh, I'm like, now I'm going to be the scapegoat. They waited now for I you got to bad, You know? <laughs> hey, I got one last story for us coming in, by the way. And I know we're short on time, but I'll read it quickly. Nicole says, when I was a child, I spent one Thanksgiving at my aunt's in Colombia. While we, were, while, we were hang, well, while we hung out with, with family and friends from the native land, my cousin told scary stories. At one point, the lights went out, and then we all started screaming. It was me and my five other cousins. My aunt claims that we have brought back a spirit and that we shouldn't have told those stories. My family's ultra-religious. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah, that, that religious component could, uh, could have people, uh, you know, more skeptical. Those were Definitely fun. Stories. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. And again, I know we mentioned a few things in the show as we were going through the stories and we mentioned, you know, I'm sure people are going to go to YouTube now and look up clown spotting. And uh, <laughs> hopefully I would like people to actually look up the the pilgrims and, you know, so you don't think that I'm making it up. And if you dig deep enough, you'll see that they were grave robbers. They weren't great people uh, to start with. But uh, what is important, besides the fact that they, you know, did what they did or were who they were. Um, we got something from this. We we did get from a harvest festival um, hundreds of years ago. We ended up getting a time where we appreciated. And even though there's times of creepiness, weirdness, bad food, frogs that passes chicken, 
even though we have those stories, they still create memories and they still create uh, these experiences that, you know, we either look forward to or we know it's some sort of a landmark in right. in our year, right? So we have to definitely be grateful for that. And as you said in the beginning, I'm going to echo it, grateful that those of us who are still around and have survived the pandemic are still around. And, you know, folks, we appreciate your support. This These past four months, we have been – We've premiered Fright Talk. <clears throat> it's been a, a staple here. It's become a staple continuously in the podcast world. We can't thank you enough. And we hope that you'll continue listening to us because we have a show coming December 11th. And that particular show will be discussing Christmas-themed horror movies. So if you have any exciting Christmas-themed horror movies, share them with us. And as an FYI, since Christmas falls on December 25th, obviously, which is a Friday this year, we decided that we're going to host two back-to-back episodes of Fright Talk. So episodes 9 and 10 will occur on December 11th and December 18th. And if you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts through, uh, or on Google Play for Everyday Folks Radio or EverydayFolksRadio.com, or of course, go to Fright Talk, guys. You can go to Fright Talk on Instagram. Subscribe everywhere. In fact, just do that. Subscribe to everything. So that way you can <laughs> stay in the loop with all that we got going on. I don't think you will be disappointed. Definitely not. And then the the December 18th show, Billy, Krampus. We're going to be talking yes. about we have a show dedicated to Krampus on December 18th. And if you don't know what that is, I think you would be uh, very much looking forward to some uh, holiday horror. So, and I also, and you know, I mentioned it in the past few shows. This is show number eight, I believe, Billy. Mm-hmm. This show number eight. This show it number is. eight. What that means is that there is, if you haven't heard any of our content before, and this is the first podcast you're hearing from us, you have seven hours of content to go through. So essentially, we've put out there eight hours. And if you think about the things that we have discussed during this time, uh, Billy, we've talked about vampires, witches, the woods. We've talked about um, Halloween, history of Halloween. We've talked about so many great things that anybody who's into fright uh, horror or realness uh, would really enjoy. And then that means what's coming in 2021. You got to stay tuned, folks, because we have an exciting 2021 plan. You see horror, all things horror and suspense, they happen all year long. And we're going to be right here bringing you live content throughout the calendar year. So share your interests, share your topics that you'd like to hear us cover as well. And of course, subscribe to all of our social media feeds. We can't do any of this without you. Absolutely. And thank you so much to all of our listeners, our followers of the Mariaga family, who's always phenomenal. Karina Mariaga, who's always one of our uh, prime promoters and supporters, always sending in her questions and stuff. So we so much appreciate that. And we appreciate all of you uh, listening in and showing all the love that you guys have been showing us. We really do appreciate it. And until December 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, take care of yourselves, check us out in some of our previous episodes, and enjoy the holiday weekend. Take care, everyone.